0: Recap, hard passing out loud, We' recap the previous week's sermon. I don't have an acronym. Let's just say we're talking about the emphases in Ephesus, or seeking to compliment Dave on his complementarity. Dave, you preached on Ephesians 5 22 <laughs> through 33. What is Paul's emphasis in Ephesus?
1: I really feel like this is would be a great one for everyone else to just comment on what they thought about this sermon. Uh, first, I see you are feeling a little sheepish. A little no, shy. I preached on it. Oh, okay. I mean, I, yeah. Well, why don't I've you? I've done my non-sheepish niche. yes Why
0: did you? Okay, here we go. Why did you start at the end? Why did you start with the mystery instead <coughs> of just tracking the
1: text? Um, sometimes I, get, I mean, you can go either way. Sometimes it's helpful to. Look at the parts and then get to the picture, you know, and say, oh, here's what it's building towards. And other times it seems helpful to say, hey, here's what it's building towards. And now in light of that, here's the particular parts of this whole. um, It's just a wisdom call. I don't know if I did it for any particular reason, except that I think for me... I think I... Well, I guess I did. I I wanted to be able to go to Genesis first because that's Mm -hmm. foundational. Yep. And it felt like that allowed me to go to Genesis first and then come back to what Paul says in particular in that moment. Yeah. It's really just that. Authority of command versus authority of counsel.
0: Yeah. Why make that distinction in this text? Just recap why.
1: Yeah, I think uh, because I don't think it's well understood. Um, I think... uh, I think even for myself, I've had that implicit understanding for you know, probably 15 years or however long I've been discipled in my own marriage and uh, just thinking about authority in general. But I think that recently having Jonathan Lehman came and talked to the elders and I would just say for me, it was one of those moments where I said, yeah, that's those are the categories that I'm looking for to be able to say this simply and helpfully. Um, and I think particularly... Uh, he does this in his book, but he did it with us as well, When he points out these things that these places of authority hold, like the keys for the church and the sword for the government uh, and the rod for parents was really helpful. To go, oh, yeah, the Bible really identifies these different things that they hold to be able to kind of punish or carry out discipline immediately on uh, authority that's not obe- <coughs> obeyed and we just don't see those same kinds of things in marriage or eldership and that doesn't mean and it, it's it's it, it doesn't mean that that authority that elders and husbands are given shouldn't be listened to obeyed commended cuz it's real authority that God gives it just means for example as a husband if i'm commending something to my wife um i don't treat her like my 5 year old you know what i mean it's that's uh I don't get to say, hey, I said, go to bed. You know, you know what I mean? Or I said, you know, eat all your broccoli. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get to do that with my wife um, because the Bible doesn't give me that jurisdiction.
0: Right. And the way that Lehman talks about it or has historically, probably talks about it in the book on authority you mentioned, is the difference between the two kinds of authority is authority of command benefits everyone in the situation. Mm-hmm. Authority of counsel Unless yeah. there's agreement at the heart level with that, what the right. the council is, it's not of benefit. That's a good way to, to the situation. Yep, that's like helpful. My if my six year old runs out into the street and I say, yeah. "Don't run out into the street, come back." Mm-hmm. Uh, that is of, of it's of a benefit to everybody if my six year old survives. That's right. Uh, and then you know, in a, and a I think this is best from God's word, mm-hmm. uh, whether to Natalie or elders. Down hmm. or really any Christian that's carrying um, the Word of God and its clear commands, yeah. Well, it doesn't benefit right. the hearer unless the hearer is convinced in their heart. It's a ministry of persuasion. Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Yeah, we carry. Yep. Yeah. All right, chop it up. What do we all think? Sorry, be,
2: what did you think about Co- compliment? I was, I was just going to say I'd be interested to hear what Stacy thought of the of the sermon.
3: Oh, thanks Nick. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um I thought it was really helpful. Um I just think there's been such bad teaching in the church. I've heard sermons on this passage more times than I can count in my life and I don't remember one being as clear as this or as helpful I think in regards to what submission is in laying out the different kinds of authority? Um, that's that was a new category to me a couple of years ago when Jonathan Lehman came, and um, yeah, just throughout your sermon, there were times that I was like, "Oh wow, he said that. That's so helpful." <laughs> um, I think just your points about all women not submitting to all men. Um, let me just look at my notes. Um, you know, but having a general disposition to follow, help, and encourage your husband in his leadership, I thought that was a good definition of submission, and, Mm -hmm. but we are not to follow him into sin, like he's not Jesus, Mm -hmm. so we don't just 100%, -hmm. you know, follow Mm -hmm. um, like we do Jesus or submit to abuse, um, and then... I also found it helpful because I've heard this before in other settings of like, well, there should be really clear cut who does what in the home. And just your mm-hmm. example of that um, with your wife, mm-hmm. <laughs> some of her choices of mm-hmm. what to do. Um, it doesn't say that. It's, mm-hmm. you know, what what is each person's disposition and what are they good at? And things mm-hmm. um, can determine some of that. And then one other thing that occurred to me this morning um, as actually, as I was listening to a podcast on Revelation, mm. um, it occurred to me as they ref- just lit up. Oh, oh I know it. Oh, yes.
1: The worlds are colliding. Oh,
3: yes. Um, <laughs> they were pointing to uh uh-huh, the marriage supper of the Lamb in Revelation. And mm. they referenced back Ephesians <coughs> 5. And it occurred to me as they were sharing about this, that this has something to say to us, even if. We're single. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. or if we're married, this is God's word. And if mm-hmm. you're single, oh, yeah. you are going to get to participate in the best marriage. Mm-hmm. And this passage has something to say to us about what that is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it just as an encouragement, like mm-hmm. if you heard this and you're single, it does have something to say to you. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Big time. and get out of it. So that's all I have to say. I could just keep going on, but What about what did you (laughs) you think, Nick?
2: Well, yeah, I was just gonna say even though I'm not married, marriage and the picture that's painted of it in Scripture still points to Christ in the church. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm part of the church. Mm Yeah. And therefore, I'm called to submit my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so, seeing a beautiful picture of marriage, whether that's in Scripture or in the marriages that I see, you know, the imperfect marriages I see in the world, they're, they're supposed to point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it really does have something for me. Um, I loved that you just really clearly defined the authority piece because it, we we can't lose that if we want to see the picture of Christ in the church. Right. Christ has authority
1: yep.
2: over the church and um, he uses it to lay down his life and we're called to joyfully submit ourselves to <laughs> him. <laughs> and so if you lose those aspects in marriage then you lose the picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that to me would be sad. Mm-hmm. It's just sad to lose the picture of how marriage points to Jesus in the church. So I love that. I thought that was great. I really liked your last sentence where you talked about the sacrificial love of Christ mm. and being a clear picture to a world that needs his love and can't imagine any kind of authority could ever be a good thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like, man, like that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in the world at large. Mm -hmm. It's like people can't conceive of authority as good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's sad. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I I really appreciated that.
0: Yeah, it seems like when wrong or bad authority is encountered, especially in situations where that authority is more absolute, that almost becomes a universal caustic then in the lives Mm -hmm. of those under that Mm -hmm. where they distrust all authority. Or at the very least, it's a struggle for a very long period of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thus, it's incumbent on anyone that wields authority in any sphere mm-hmm. to treat that like a stewardship and a careful mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It's a good sermon, man. Appreciate it a lot. This week, we've got Bruce on Ephesians 6 slaves, masters, kids, parents. Looking yeah. um, forward to that, too. And then one more in Ephesians. And off to the races for Advent and Zeph and 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 I. Yeah. Thanks.